If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief. And you're listening to Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast. Now, finish this fight. Podcast Unlocked. Oh my goodness, we've... Unfortunately, we weren't recording that last That's good. moment. That's good. Thanks, uh, man. Welcome to Podcast Unlock, the world's number one Xbox podcast. I'm the guy named Ryan McCaffrey. This guy is Marty Sleva. That guy dressed so smoothly is one Mitchell Dyer. I'm in the wrong chair today. Oh, do yeah, you, need you guys. To switch? Uh, I just like, switched Well, you were in here. You were, you were in late. This is it's the weird. late guy chair. Because you were mobbing. Mobin for Moba. You should get Moby into the office to play Mobas with you. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing this down. He, so doesn't, he doesn't have anything else to do. I'm quite sure of it. And uh, hanging out is Xbox super fan and video producer of this very show, among many others, Sean Finnegan. Hello. Thanks he for having me. He can whoop your ass at Halo. I promise That's you. That's true. This is true. Fact. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you just like yeah. threw down the gauntlet right away. You've yeah. been your first words on this show. I take it seriously, man. That's right. <laughs> uh, so we finally remembered, thanks to all the listeners who reminded me, yeah. 8-Bit Pale Ale, courtesy of RJ Woods from Wichita, Kansas. His gamertag is Organic Avenger. This one is for you. Yay. Can we talk about the galaxy hops Ooh. that this has inside of it? Let's taste those galaxy hops. Ooh, hoppy. Yeah. From the proud city of Manhattan, Kansas. Damn. Where is that? That's a not in bad Kansas. beer. Oh, name Manhattan. Yep. I don't know. I was expecting a... less. This is pretty decent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I see like a right? big ass Pac-Man on a beer can, and I'm like, no. I'm uh, all about presentation when it comes to drinks. Sure. And to be honest, I was a little put off by the art and stuff. But That's, it's not Pac-Man. It's beer drinking yellow disc guy. Yeah, not Pac-Man. Are you gonna hold that up for, for the rights, camera? Get yeah. that. Make sure you know. Tilt it so that. The, yeah, there you go. The. Cinematographer and Finnegan is dying right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I'm going to have to refocus that. Yeah, it's some okay. low-rent trash right now. I'm ruining everything, and I apologize. So uh, this is Podcast Unlocked, episode number 153. It's July 9th, 2014, which means a new IGN first has kicked off, yes. our second one. It is our friend, your friend, Destiny, mm. I heard which I'm game. quite We're stoked about. Destiny. 
Yeah. 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 Uh, Marty, you and I are, definitely. Yeah. We're, we're uh, close friends because we Ooh. got to go up there and play the beta Friends already. of benefits. <laughs> Super yeah. jealous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got to go up there with uh, Destin, who's currently dead, probably. Fitting uh, that Destin played yeah. Destiny. Yeah. And, uh, and One might and say it was his. Nope. But nope. don't. <laughs> You are in the Destin no, chair right now. No, I didn't right even now. say it. No, you are perfect in the Destin <laughs> chair right now. You're already making terrible puns. <laughs> Apparently, it's the aura of the chair. I got to get up to yeah. speed. Yes. Yeah. Come on, man. Um, yeah, so we went up to uh, Bellevue a couple weeks ago. Yeah, the Bellevue is right around the corner from Valve. Yeah. Uh, not far from Redmond, which is, of course, where... Yeah, not far from 343. You waved Nintendo. to Dota for me. Yeah, yeah we exactly. waved at Dota. Thanks. And I didn't understand. They did something back, but I didn't understand it. I don't <laughs> understand that but yeah, we were there for three days. We yep. brought back a treasure trove of things that were rolling out for you all month long. Right now, this week, the, uh, week one of IGN First is uh, our uh, map tours, multiplayer mm-hmm. map tours. Lars Bakken, longtime Bungie veteran, lead designer on the game. He... Uh, sort of gives you a walking tour of each of the maps that are in the beta. There are four of them. Mm -hmm. And then uh, towards the end of the month, we've got a fifth map that you won't get to see until otherwise, uh, until the final game. So that's cool. And then next week, we've got Marty, you've uh, written an extensive hands-on preview of your time with the beta, which we'll be posting uh, Wednesday, the Mm -hmm. day before the beta goes up for PlayStation platforms. We'll get to that particular nugget in a second okay and then on that same day wednesday the 16th we are live streaming the beta some uh one of one of our uh one of the bungee devs will be down here to hang with us and hang with you is it gonna be jason jones <laughs> odds or <are> no <laughs> is it gonna but be master chief <laughs> i don't think that's Do they no. anymore? <laughs> is, it, is it jerome Oh, I met Jerome. That would be kind of amazing. I like, met Jerome. And lived to tell the tale. Extremely nice man. Isn't he? <laughs> so yeah. Jerome is Couldn't a security guard up at Bungie. Um, and I got terrified because evidently he's allowed to use a giant hammer. A gravity hammer. The, gravity the greatest hammer. unlock block segment in the history like of the show. for security purposes? Yes. Yeah. And so I saw a picture of That's it. That's amazing. And it terrified me because I felt like it was extremely illegal. Uh, I was very worried about meeting this man. Uh, I threw up outside the Bungie office right before. I did not actually do that. Uh, But met him, and he was extremely kind. He was just a human being who was nice. Until he has to use the hammer. Until he had to yeah, use the yeah. hammer. So then, until he has to then it's a different that's story. That's not here. <laughs> Try to take pictures. He didn't make it. that like, Game of Thrones thing where he's like, you don't want to wake the dragon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. That was great. A lot, but, of, uh, a lot of cool stuff this month. Yeah. So much uh, much more to come. Be sure to tune in each and every day on uh, IGN.com. Mm-hmm. We hope you enjoy it. And so let's let's jump actually jump right into that before yes. we get into the, this week's news proper. You know, we did unveil the beta dates. So it kicks off... On PlayStation platforms, meaning 4 and 3, on uh, next Thursday, the 17th. And it will run for four days exclusively on the PlayStation platforms. Then it's the beta is down for two days offline for everybody for maintenance. And then on the 23rd, a Monday, it kicks off again on all four platforms, PS4, PS3, and Xbox One and 360. Now, the backlash, there's been a... There's been a some rowdy Xbox fans pretty much since Destiny r- really was announced in the sense that you know Sony has has backed this horse in a big way with uh, you know uh, exclusive DLC and the beta and they're sort of really trying to position it as a PlayStation franchise yeah, just uh, sort of every commercial you see for the game is going to end with the, the PS4 right. logo the same way that Microsoft has partnered with Activision on Call of Duty yeah 
and they try to position yeah. Call of Duty as a as an Xbox franchise. So the question I have for you guys, I'd be curious to hear everybody's take here, is uh, well, actually, let me just read you an, an email. I think that sums it up well from from a podcast unlocked listener, Doug DeShazer. I hope I'm pronouncing that per- correctly, Doug. He says, I understand Time DLC. It's just where the business is right now. But with Call of Duty, Xbox receives map packs a month before PlayStation. The DLC for Destiny is a one-year exclusive. That is, uh, so the, there is some exclusive content that's going to be not coming to Xbox for quite some damn yeah. time. Uh, also, when Sony gets them, all the content is there. Each, in each expansion in Destiny, there is exclusive PlayStation content. So for the same price for a season pass, you get less than you do on a Sony platform. Seems a little too far, in my opinion. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Let's see here. How can I... Uh, I'm, I'm sure there are other mature gamers who would like to express their displeasure without whining in comments sections, Twitter, <laughs> silly online petitions, etc. We appreciate the maturity there. Uh I know the answer is not vote with your wallet because I'm excited to play Destiny, which, of course, is he makes a good point there. I mean, you're, you're not going to not buy the game. Sure. Uh, I know it's a tough subject with no easy answer. So what do you guys think? Are Xbox owners getting shafted? Is this uh, – should people just buy it on PlayStation 4 if they've got a PS4? So my thing with Destiny is I was like, yeah, cool, Xbox One. Like, I have an Xbox One. I'm borrowing the Office PS4 mm-hmm. right now. I'll return that eventually. Yep. At the PlayStation press conference, when they revealed the white PS4 with the Destiny stuff and talked about all the exclusive content, that was the moment where I said, yes, this is a PlayStation yeah. game for me. Okay, like, so, I'm, so I'm it worked. I'm buying PS4 with Destiny. So the, totally what, got the, the check that Sony wrote, for however large an amount it was, yeah. again, same way that Microsoft writes that check to, yeah. act, to, to the same publisher, yep. Activision, for Call of Duty, that worked on you. Yeah, and it's also, I mean, he makes a great point that you're paying the same amount for the season pass and getting less on Xbox One. Yep. That is some trash. Yeah, that, yep. that's that's the one part of this that even like the the, the timed exclusivity thing, I'm, I'm sort of fine with, but that sure. getting less for the same amount of money <laughs> yeah. is... That's the one issue that I was going to have, too. Because yeah. to me, I was going to play it. I was going to play Destiny on Xbox. I don't have a PS4. Sure. The library of games just doesn't speak to my sensibilities. Sure. Right. But to me, when you're talking about time DLC, like, there's not a huge amount of stuff that you're missing out on. Like, sure, it may uh, amp yeah, up the mission experience. Yeah, or two, on, right? Yeah. yeah, like, stuff that you could, I mean, presumably do without, uh, especially if you're excited for the game in the yeah. first place. And that's been true of Ubisoft stuff yeah. that's been PS... Exactly. Yeah. And, and you're going to get it in the future yeah, at sure. any point. So, like, is it something that you really need to spend the extra money to get right now? For me, no. Yeah. But you do bring up a good point. Like, if you're paying the same price, that entitles you, again, presumably to the same amount of content, yeah. and you're not getting that, or maybe it hasn't been announced how they're kind of making up for that. Yeah. But I imagine that I, if you're in that boat where this is an issue for you, you actually, you have a right to be kind of upset about it. Yeah. Sure. yeah. I think, uh, I mean, a couple things here. To me, you should buy the game on the platform you people you know are going to buy it on. Yeah. yeah. If all of your buddies have Xbox Ones, if all of your buddies have PS4s, buy it. Buy it. Where that is, yeah, particularly for a game like this, you're gonna miss out on social. You're gonna wanna like, and you're gonna wanna just rally around like buddies and go on missions. I'd rather have 20 hours with you guys than an extra hour. And and that's right, like that. My friends are all except you know you're now gonna play this on PlayStation, but the bulk of my friends are uh, gonna play this on Xbox. Mm -hmm. So that's I'm still gonna be on Xbox with this. So yeah, the other things are 
you know, for me, whenever like Ubisoft does it with Watch Dogs or Assassin's Creed, I mean, sometimes in the case of Assassin's Creed, it's oscillated from it was always positioned as a Sony forward game, and now it's positioned as a Microsoft forward yeah. game. Those games are like forty hours long, and they're like you get an extra hour. I'm like, I don't care at that point. Yeah, yeah. yeah I won't even notice. Destiny this is how is going it, to be a big game, and yeah. at a certain point, just a little bit more, it doesn't really matter. To and me. this is this is how the industry is kind of trying to deal with the fact that games are trying to reach broader audiences, mm-hmm. so they want to be on multiple platforms. Yeah. Like it's harder right. to lock the, down exclusives. The, the, the Titanfall esque third party exclusive is all but dead. Yeah, yeah. like I that mean, rarely it is, happens. It is very rare. Yeah, and uh, a lot of people, you know, there's some outrage online that you know, lifelong Xbox owners are saying, how could you do this to us, Bungie? Like, how, like, we supported you for throughout, you know, the entire Halo series. And to me, I'm like, it's all, it's a business. Yeah, it's a like, business. what well, is that? That, that's, that just sounds like entitlement to me. Yeah. Like, well, you think you, you think the developer owes you something because you bought their games in the past? Like, no, they're trying to do what's best yeah. for them and right. their audience and, you, and their business. You have to think about, too, you just assume that, that, uh, Bungie and Activision just took the Activision sack of cash and ran. There's a there's a good chance that you know behind the scenes there you know that Bungie and Activision have this offer on the table from Sony that says we want to do this this and this with you and we'll 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 pay or incentivize you in this this and this way. Who's to say they didn't take that offer from Sony? Go to Microsoft and say we have this offer on the table. Can you can you beat it and we'll do it with you? Or- and Microsoft said. That price is a little steep for us. We're going right. to go ahead and pass. We and, don't know that. And they so, yeah, that, yeah. And, and that's how it comes about. The amount of money that Sony offered them was an amount to where it could actually, like, an impact offer they the couldn't refuse. Yeah, an <laughs> offer they could Damn it, Finnegan. <laughs> if, it, if it, like, some the bitches shaking his head in disapproval. For a favor. Yeah. To that's one voice. That's one. <laughs> voice number one. Tally. Uh, um, I do want to go back to this. Oh, sorry. Helps. Did I interrupt you? Uh, no, just saying. Uh, I don't even know where I was going. But also, uh, if, if Microsoft fans are mad at this, Sony fans are also probably mad at the fact that Sunset Overdrive is an Xbox exclusive. Well, so and that, you know, phone. by all accounts, uh, all we have every reason to believe through various accounts that Titanfall was intended to be a multi-platform game, and it was purchased, hmm. uh, even even in a way that the game's developers weren't aware of yeah. hmm. by Microsoft. <laughs> Microsoft came yeah. in and made a deal with EA, and so... Yeah, I mean, you, you kind of can't have it both ways. You can't really yeah. crow about one thing and then whine about another. Yeah. It's but you know a point I made on Twitter, and I would be curious your guys' take on this. I mean, this, nobody win. The gamers do not win in these marketing deals. Only the platform holders and publishers win. I would it's, probably agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like. Baby gamers who whine and, and make awful comments. Did you comments. say baby gamers? Baby, baby, gamers. Ga- baby <laughs> gamers who whine and make awful comments in every article we write and say terrible things. Yeah. They're the ones who win when it goes on their side because they right. can use it as more flame bait for arguments I don't care about. Yep. Um, but, yeah, no, it's it's all about them making money. It's even gross. Like, the story also came out that GameStop is talking about getting in the business of funding exclusive content for games. So instead of just being like, hey, you get this extra costume. Just go away. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Seriously. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with you. I don't think that gamers, certainly gamers don't win when you're, you know, if you're an Xbox guy in this situation and you're paying more for less content, then you obviously don't win. 
the companies win because I actually remember uh, a very similar story back when GTA 4 came out, and it was the first GTA, I guess, I think, multi that was going to be multi-platform. Well, it, the first one to hit, have a simultaneous release. Yeah, because okay, the yeah. original, the, the, the PS2 trilogy hit Xbox eventually. Yeah. yeah. So okay, that makes three, sense. Three, well. and, uh, three Vice City and San Three and Vice City came later, and then San Andreas yeah. came later as well. I've never been Did a GTA it? guy, so I'm not okay. really versed on that history, but I do remember my roommate who hadn't ever really been a GTA guy or a gamer prior to that, and he went out and bought uh, a PS3 mm-hmm. and Grand Theft Auto 4, and the guy told him, like, you can also get it on Xbox. Like, I have my room, your roommate has an Xbox, and he was like, yeah. why would I do that? Like, it's a PS, it's a PlayStation game. Mindshare. He, like, they just don't, <laughs> yeah. a lot of people out there who aren't really, you know, informed on the market or the games industry mm-hmm. kind of identify brands with games, and I guess like, that's what they want. That's what these companies want. They want people to think of Destiny as a PlayStation game, so that the people who don't know that it's multi-platform yeah. will get a PlayStation. Probably get sales just surely out of trickery. Yeah, Big yeah. Well, and that's trickery. and that's because that's what happened. Uh, Mass Effect. Granted, the circumstances around Mass Effect were a little different with EA getting uh, Bioware getting bought by yeah. EA, but you know, Mass Effect uh, was. Even though by the time three rolled around, it released simultaneously on all platforms, it has always been associated as an Xbox brand and sold way better mm-hmm. on the Xbox than on PlayStation. So mm-hmm. that's what that's what Sony is spending the money on. It's not even so much Destiny One as maybe Destiny Two, Three, and Beyond. Beyond. I did want to get to the root of this question though, because the yeah. sort of like follow up there is okay. Well, so I'm one of these people who maybe has a problem with this. How do I address it without whining? That's something I actually don't really have an answer for. Like, right. I mean, it always that's the in my opinion, it's tough to be critical or uh, negative about something on social media without it coming off like you're whining. Sure. Um, I don't know. Maybe write on your blog, but don't. Don't bitch, don't moan, <laughs> like try and be critical yeah. or like kind of forthright about it. Also, but, let's wait until see what the actual content is. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, it may not be worth thing, bitching about, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. If it's the same, just a variant on the same map. Like if it's something like, we were talking about DLC earlier, if it's something like Minerva's Den or something insane, yeah. like, this amazing short story is only available on PS4, then it's going to be a bummer. But if it's just like sort of more variables of the same thing, I wouldn't yeah. worry too much about it. I'm sorry, Doug, but you say you hope the answer is not to vote with your wallet. I think that's conclusively the only way you can do it. That's really all you can do. It's true. But then you're going to miss out on Destiny. Yeah, like maybe you can talk with respect to developers on Twitter and say like, hey, maybe I just am concerned about this. I'm not the only one out there. But don't don't antagonize people. Yeah, I I mean, you know, is the solution just... Maybe don't buy the season pass. Don't, or, or just, you know, buy and enjoy the game and just sort of resign yourself to, well... Sony got this one. Maybe maybe I'll get more DLC for my next favorite game sure. on Xbox. You know, because that's that is just how the industry works now. You know, some they get they get this, we get that. Uh, although there's no, I well, I guess the real solution is just buy both systems if you the can. Af- if you can afford it, rob a Kmart. <laughs> buy Destiny on Kmart. both systems. <laughs> Interesting All choice of store. That's That's why you pick Kmart. Because no one's in there, so no it's one will see. It's actually like it's it's legal to commit murder. It's like maritime law at a at a Kmart. <laughs> I think Kmart's still a thing. I thought they were like absorbed by Walmart. I thought they, they were, were absorbed bankrupt. by the prison system. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, Doug, excellent email question, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I mean, it's the good news. It's going to be great on Xbox. We yeah. actually will have. Uh, let's see, just before the beta begins on Xbox. We will have the first ever Xbox One footage. I was going to hit the hey. back, but I thought you'd hit me. 
Super nah. stoked to see that. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll show you what it looks like. And I'll be can... playing it on Xbox One, so obviously that's where the party's at. Yeah. I will be there with <laughs> you. Yep. Let's do it. We'll play All on right. you. <laughs> oh. We'll be right back with the news unlocked. There's actually a lot to get to this there week. The, the new the post E3 news yeah. low is over, so we'll be back. Not with all of it that. is good news. No, sadly not. IGN's number one Xbox podcast, the podcast unlocked, presents the news unlocked. All right, let's do some news, boys. We got a lot to talk about for once. Yeah. Let's start with uh, what I feel is the most important news item. And it doesn't really matter if it actually is because <laughs> that's that's the perk of hosting the show. Are we Halo. talking about Project Spark? Oh no, never mind. Oh, <laughs> oh sorry, sorry. Wrong Halo, show. Halo, Halo. <laughs> it's not the Steve Butts podcast. <laughs> Lover of all things Project Spark. What are what are his thoughts on Conquer? His? Yeah. I don't know about his. I don't. Steve, <laughs> get in here. You're like yelling at him like the like he's Ma. like your dad instead of Ma. he's actually IGN's yeah. dad. He's work dad. Yeah, worked out exactly. So, uh, let's talk about little RTX, uh, the Rooster Teeth convention that happened yes. over the weekend. They had a Halo Master Chief Collection panel. Yes, down there. So cool. And uh, I watched the whole thing. It was actually totally fascinating. Uh, as a Halo fan, they announced one of the the next of the six anniversary maps. These are the maps that are they're Halo Two maps that are being redone on an Xbox One specific engine. Uh, and they're being made to sort of emulate Halo 2's feel on an Xbox One engine, but with some sort of tweaks or modernizations to the map. So mm-hmm. you'll still have this, and this is a point of confusion, so I'll just say it again. The The original versions of these maps are all, they're all there. Like every original <laughs> map in Halo 2 is in Master Chief Collection. These six are on top of that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the first one that they showed at E3 was Ascension. So Ascension in its OG Halo 2 form is in there, and then this there's an anniversary edition of Ascension. Um, then they announced the next one. Sean, does this make you happy? Are you a big co- are you, are you coagulation? coagulation? I'm a big coagulation fan. I'm yeah. a big... I mean, I love Blood Gulch originally. The Gulch, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was a Gulch boy. There are a lot of memories. Generally, I think a lot of people who you know came up playing Halo have memories on that map. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can't not. Yeah, you can't not. Exactly, I mean, it's, it's part of the, the Halo box experience. Desert Canyon. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Speaking of, I mean, it's fitting that they announced this at the Rooster Teeth convention because that's literally Blood Gulch is what Rooster <clears throat> Teeth was built off of. Yeah, like, I, the machinima yeah. was done in that, Blood Gulch. The entire first season was Blood Gulch. Yeah. I find that really interesting. I wouldn't have expected like. Uh, a pretty big announcement like this to happen at RTX, but like our uh, Rooster Teeth has kind of really evolved as this sort of like not I guess I guess I was I was gonna say partner and then I was gonna take it back, but I guess they really kind of are a partner yeah. Yeah. with the Halo franchise. Mm-hmm. Like Bernie Burns is the only person to have the license to Halo outside of anyone who, at Microsoft, which mm-hmm. is really interesting. That's yeah. cool that they did this. So of course, hilariously, what I didn't write down is the other the the key. So with Ascension, they showed off a new interactive element of the map on the anniversary version. I don't know if you guys saw this. Yeah. There are uh, three different buttons around the map that all do the same thing. Uh, They toggle on a dome shield over the dish in the middle of the map. So, you know, you can use that strategically. You can use that to, you know... Screw with people. Cage match. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So you can't, yeah, you can't throw, you know, grenades don't go through it. Bullets don't go through it. It is a, you know, barrier. You can walk through it. Is it something that, like, it you you 
activate one of the switches and it's timed, or does someone it's have timed. to activate it to turn it off? Oh, no, okay. it's yeah. It's, once it's flipped, but I think with one of the other three, they only showed somebody turning it on. Mm. They didn't, sh- and they only showed one switch location. But yeah, I'm pretty sure from what they were saying, anybody else could turn it off. Otherwise, it's on a timer. Interesting. But uh, so that was Ascension. So with with coagulation, aka blood gulch, the interesting new wrinkle they're adding to this are not just the mongoose. Mongoose. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna have some fun goose with the gun goose. <laughs> Mitch, you and I took some mongoose rides in Halo Four. Yeah. Spartan Ops. Yeah. That's my my sole lasting memory of Spartan Ops. Yeah. Is oh, I when you were we were say. we were fleeing the scenes of like carnage. With nothing, there was nothing left. We were almost dead, and there was like one mongoose, and we I jumped on it like Mitch Hobbin. <laughs> My lasting memories of mongoose mongooses were uh, so. Remember, does anyone remember the mode in Halo Three, uh, Rocket Race? Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. I do. That was the most fun mongoose-oriented yeah, mode there was. What happened to that? Why isn't that in the game? Well, it'll be in Master Chief Collection. There we yeah, go. That's true. So, uh, in the anniversary version of Coagulation, not only do you have Mongeese. They are doing gun geese. So uh, <laughs> mounting light uh, machi- machine guns to the front. It's basically just got like a assault rifle strapped to the he- yeah. headlights. So uh, that should make that. Ma- I'm very curious to see how that added yeah, wrinkle is going to play out. Is it the, the driver? Like the driver, the driver. Yeah. yeah. 100% the driver. So is there a. And then they also said there's a different. There's a new mode, right? Uh, CTF with the gun geese. Yeah. Gun geese TF. <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> GTF? Gun geese capture? No. No. Doesn't work. <laughs> CTG, capture the gun geese. This is done. Oh, but oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I'm thrilled about that. That means, by the way, uh, there are three versions of Blood Gulch in the Master Chief collection. <laughs> There's the original Halo 1 version, the coagulation ver- uh, Halo 2 version, and then this the anniversary version. Mm. Perfect. That's cool. It's kind of awesome. So that means so Ascension, coagulation, there are four other Halo 2 maps that will get this anniversary treatment yep. on the, the Xbox One engine. What do you guys think the four are going to be? You wrote it down here. Zanzibar has to be one. Absolutely. That's, no that's, that's, that's a gimme, right? That's a gimme. Yeah. There's no way they, do, they don't do that on like a bigger <clears> scale. <throat> yeah. That map. That map was five already on five, big. Dude. Yeah. That map. Yeah. The first time I ever played Halo 2 was this five-on-five five Zanzibar CTF match. That was what they were showing. They had it behind closed doors at E3 2004. It was, uh, yeah, just five-on-five. Five. It was just like that map, when you first sat, like that map blew you away <laughs> yep. when you first sat down to play it. So good. Yeah, that one. Um, all right, so Z- we're, we're all agreed yes. on Zanzibar. Yeah. So that's three. Zanzibar's what are the there. other three going to be? I hope there's midship because it's my favorite. Well, Han, you're leaving map. out the other super Captain Obvious yeah. one here. Lockout. Bam, That's the best, you, in my opinion, the best Halo 2 map. I think it's, I think the, it's best the best Halo, Halo map. map ever. Oh, yes. wow, you guys take it one step further. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they redid it for four? Three. Three. And, and it, it didn't like, work. Not, I was like, it's, in the, it was in the, the difference in the sandboxes changed yeah. it. It wasn't the same. Yeah. They called it Blackout, remember? That yeah, was I remember that. Yeah. So, all right, so we're all right, so we're agreed that Zanzibar and Lockout are gimmies. So that mm. leaves two more. What do we think the two more are? I would go with Ivory Tower. Ivory Tower. When I think back to Halo Two, that's one of the maps. Yeah, I, Ivory Tower was money. That one is. I wasn't even. Yeah. I wasn't even that's a huge a, fan yeah, of it. I was going to say that's a divisive one. Time. It's also one of the ones that is like, it is so big, despite the fact that it's super indoorsy and dense. Yeah. It just feels like it's kind of well. It's space. three levels, yeah, right? There's sort of the elevator, the back hallway. There's the open middle area, the rush for the rocket launcher under the waterfall. Yeah. 
So um, I'm gonna be 100 honest. You have waterworks right down here, and I do not remember. I don't waterworks. know that one. All right. So well, I was gonna. You're you're <clears throat> blowing my flow here. Blo- <laughs> blowing my flow, flow of waterworks. Which, hold on. <laughs> All right, let's get back on track, shall we? <laughs> All right, don't know what's happening. I like it though. All right, well, what about let's back up a second. Are we are we agreed? How do we feel about midship? About the odds of midship? Being I think one that's of a good six? call. Like, if you had asked me which ones I would have picked to be remastered, I wouldn't have put that on there. But now that you have, I was like, that increasingly sounds like a good choice to me. Like, it's, I like midship. It's it was cool. Fantastic yeah. listening uh, to in the RTX panel with uh, so Max Hoberman was on the panel, who's the original. He's the Halo Two multiplayer lead designer, and he's actually heading up these. He is designing. He is overseeing these mm-hmm. six anniversary maps. He had a story about uh, midship, and that uh, it was one of the first maps that they drew up for Halo Two, and that he specifically designed it because he was like, I wanted. A two-on-two CTF map, because we know lots of people play on a local split screen, local yeah. split screen. So he wanted people that were playing split screen and not online to be able to play mm-hmm. CTF, which makes Max Hoberman a freaking genius. Yeah. Number yep. one, uh, the guy clearly knows what he's doing and still knows what he's doing. So, uh, but yeah, the thing what I love about Midship is that it really was good for everything, mm-hmm. right, including CTF. Yeah. Whether it was, you know, we would play, I mean, Oddball on that map is phenomenal. Uh, you could rock some Juggernaut on there. CTF was a blast. We, I like to do lots of uh, just wep- just variants. Like, I mean, Swords matches, Swords-only mm-hmm. matches on there were great. Rockets-only matches were good. Uh, pistols and shotguns, we would do that. So Maps with a lot of versatility like yeah. that make it, they just, you know, they increase the replayability of those, like in the long run for... I did, that's why I think it's a good choice. All right, so then what do we think the sixth one is? So I, we'll get to, I'll get to Waterworks, but you were talking about Ivory Tower, Marty. Yeah, I think it's Ivory Tower. I mean, that's that's to me, that's... Like I said, it wasn't... Uh, I think you said it's, it's divisive, and it wasn't my favorite in the game, but it's the one I feel like we continually, aside from Zanzibar, it's the one we continually went back to for some reason. And I, it didn't work well for anything. To me, it was like a pure deathmatch. Mm-hmm. Map. It wasn't. I, I didn't like team based in it, and it was good. Really like, good think, juggernaut map. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that'd be my pick. Mitch. Yeah, I'm with Marty. I think that's got to be it. I just that's the map that is so burned into my brain above all else, except for maybe lockout. Finnegan. I don't know. Um, that one I'm on the fence about. I don't know if it would be Ivory Tower for me. I mean, if they did, that'd be cool. I like it just fine. Um, I don't know. I would have to really think about that to see which one I would. So it's confirmed they're only doing six. They right? have, they said six. Okay. Yeah, it is six. Um, Damnation maybe. That wasn't a. That, that was, was a three Halo map. One. That was one. One. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, so the reason I uh, so I, was, I I I said the man, my brain tells me Ivory Tower with you guys, but my heart says I hope it's Waterworks. I was and, just looking at screenshots of this. This is a map I do not remember at all. Yeah, neither do I. <laughs> uh, so I guess it won't be this because I guess I'm the only one that. Uh, so I'm looking at it from a couple different perspectives one i'm looking at if they're if i i feel like we've totally got four of them right Uh, for sure like it's so ascension which is kind of mid-sized right uh zanzibar which is medium to large Mm -hmm. coagulation which is big wait coagulation is big blood 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 gulch bro oh yeah damn it (laughs) damn it marty i'm fine don't worry guys you're good i didn't die it's the 8-bit beer. Yeah. yeah, and then if we feel, and then Lockout, which is small, 
and then <clears> midship <throat> small. Mm-hmm. I feel like we need another big one in there. Yeah. If it's, if it's six, because they're remember the anniversary maps are going to have their own playlist. You know, their own sort of cycling through That's true. online something. And it would seem like another big one would be warranted. And I loved Waterworks. It was uh, it was in a it was a huge uh, vehicle based map in a cave big giant cave with stalactites oh, i never was a, liked that map. there was a middle area yeah. like a middle sort of wall a building in the middle and then the two bases were indoor like it got it was very much a map about control like if yeah. you could sort of push that battle line like and control more of the map you could make a push so i i really like there, there's a tug of war aspect to that map that i always really really appreciated and and there was actually a small interactive element if i remember correctly I'm almost. I'm 95% sure on this. Maybe Finnegan's looking it up now. You could shoot the stalactites in the banshee, and you could oh. you could bring them down. Oh, that sounds vaguely that. familiar. Do you so, think they'll grab any maps from the map pack? No way. It's possible because no I mean way. it's all in here. Yeah. None of them were as iconic as anything we've talked about. There's no way they grab some esoteric like second tier map that was in the DLC pack. Except that in Halo 2, the DLC maps were all amazing. They were great, but I don't think anybody. Like, most people who played Halo 2, one, didn't play them, two, don't remember them, three, can't name any of them. I wouldn't I disagree. can't name any of them. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't disagree, but... <clears throat> so but I'm just particularly bad at naming maps in general. Yeah, me sure. too. That's, uh, that's what I would like to see. I don't think it's... I agree with you guys, though. I think it'll probably be Ivory Tower, but... I hope I would... it's the complex from Goldeneye. <laughs> Dude, no joke. That's like one of my that's favorite awesome. multiplayer maps. So yeah. Archives. Archives. Goldeneye used to like complex. My memories of complex on Goldeneye were always just DK mode, big head mode, oh and turbo God. mode. Yep. That's paintball. how we would play. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So we'll be talking plenty more Master <clears throat> Chief Collection as the weeks roll on yes. and we get closer and closer to uh, the anniversary of mm-hmm. Halo 2. Game's out November 11th, even though Halo 2's anniversary was November 9th. But I guess that's not a Tuesday. Mm. That's why we can't have nice things, you guys. Yeah. Thanks, Has Tuesdays. to be a Tuesday. But uh, Copernicus. So uh, if you're if you've been yeah. watching on video, thank you for doing so. Please subscribe to the full audio version of Podcast Unlocked. Most people do that on iTunes. Just search Podcast Unlocked. You'll see it on there. You can uh, get it automatically downloaded to you. And we will move on to our next topic here, which is what, Mitch? Y'all hear the about that Battleborn? Y'all ready for this? Y'all ready for this? <laughs> I don't know if you guys know anything about me, but I like Dota 2 a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dota 2 is a really good MOBA, and I've actually really wanted a decent MOBA on consoles for a while. Guardians yeah, there was of, that... Uh, Guardians of Middle-Earth was the Lord of the Rings one that was okay. Yes. There was Awesome Knots, which was the 2D MOBA, which was also pretty good. But there hasn't been a proper like 5v5, 3-lane MOBA. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And Gearbox has announced Battleborn, which is a five-player cooperative campaign shooter with a multiplayer mode called Incursion that is straight up 5v5 tower-based pushing creeps MOBA. Hmm. So uh, I haven't been a MOBA guy. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's – you could probably generally say that for a lot of Xbox fans. Sure. You know, it is not a, it is not a genre that has – that has uh, reached console players' yeah. consciousness, yeah. right? If you haven't played Guardians of Middle-Earth, Awesome Knots, or Monday Night Combat, there's really nothing on consoles. So if I'm a first-person shooter guy, which yeah. I am, Hi. conveniently enough, yes, and too. which most of our most Xbox fans tend to be, am I going to care about this game? Honestly, do you think is this a game? Do you think this is a game that's going to appeal to Xbox first-person? Because this is a first-person yeah. game, correct? Yes. So that's a good start. 
Is so this going to appeal to us, or, or are they going to have a hard time winning people over? I would say yes, because I don't think that it is a MOBA in the sense that, like, oh, it Battleborn, it's a MOBA. That's how I think of it, because it happens to have a mode that is a 5v5 MOBA. Right. This is a five-player cooperative campaign with a story and an RPG elements and, like, loot and things that you would want from a Gearbox game. It also just happens to have this mode that a lot of nerds really like, and I think that it'll be... It could be the catalyst for a lot of people to go like, oh, this is like what this genre I've heard of is, but it's a lot easier to digest because I'm a guy with a gun and I know what that person with the bow does as opposed to that ninja with the swords. Would it be fair to say, sorry, Finnegan, real quick, would it be fair to say that they're, if successful, they're, they're, maybe that they'll sort of pull a Blizzard? You know, because Blizzard, the action RPG was nothing new, but Blizzard took it and did it in a way that had such an appeal that, it just blew up with Diablo, and that's even you could even make the same argument with real-time strategy games. Yeah, I mean, Warcraft Three was a action RPG that happened to have like multiple units. Yeah, uh, according to Randy Pitchford, God, Battleborn. This is, is my favorite tweet of all a time. A first-person shooter hobby with a hobby-grade co-op campaign. It's a genre-blended, multi-mode competitive esport with meta growth, choice, and epic Battleborn heroes. Yeah. So my question, <laughs> I don't understand any like, of that. Like my first question was like, are we is is the term MOBA something that is part of like what they're putting out there as far as their messaging, or is no. it something we're kind of like eliciting? I think from that's why that. Randy tweeted that. Yeah, like because they're trying nonsense. to avoid that term, yeah. right? Yeah. Because it's kind of poison to console players that's why they didn't it? call it something that a moba player might associate with mobas like that mode is called incursion because it's new it's a different name you've never heard that before. truthfully though like the idea of combining first person shooters and mobas is not an uninteresting one no, like yeah. it just no, it just evolved. so happens that the yeah. way we understand mobas is entirely pc oriented yes. for the most part yeah and as far as esports go like when you're fostering an esports community, the kind of dynamics of that community are not really suited for consoles. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's also easier to understand, like, as somebody who plays shooters, you know that, like, oh, the left bumper is my, like, grenades button. Only with this character who's a swordsman, right. it's actually, like, a buff or something. You know, maybe yeah. it heals. Like, you have a fundamental understanding that, like, this is a skill. This is my attack. This mm-hmm. is my super attack. Like, Whatever. That's easier to understand on a controller when you have a shooter. It's just yeah. People can get it that like Transistor had elements that was like secretly the battle system was a lot like a MOBA. Yeah, and it's sure. a, it is a team fight with one person. But there's yeah. but there's that sort of element that like part of what makes a MOBA so interesting and part of what makes you a great MOBA player is not just being able to have like uh, good teamwork and timing within your own lane, but also having a great map awareness and no, creating little spaces there. in your lane for other people, yeah. right? Yeah, being able um, to like push the bottom lane forward so you right. can teleport to the top and then help somebody else there. Exactly, like you kill. you sacrificing yourself in top lane isn't always necessarily so, a bad thing if it allows yeah. your bottom lane farmer to... You, you, know. are, you are genuinely speaking a language I don't understand right now. <laughs> As somebody that hasn't played most, so, I, yeah. uh, but, uh, so what I mean by that is I, I I'm, would be hopeful and pretty confident that Gearbox is going to have to have some sort of approachable and very good tutorial to ease people into these yeah. kinds of I think so, it's also going to be fundamentally simpler than the kind of yeah, games that yeah. Sean yeah. So I think, about. like, Gearbox did a great job with Borderlands, and especially Borderlands 2, of delivering sort of that core uh, experience of a game like Diablo to people who don't necessarily play games like Diablo. Yeah. Like, I have a lot of friends who just play shooters 
love Borderlands, but if I put them in front of Diablo, they'd be like, well, I don't know what this is. And it's like, well, the core tenants are the exact same right yeah. there. So, you know, and this is Gearbox proper's first real game since, first full game since Borderlands 2, so this isn't, you know, no knock against the pre-sequel, but this, this isn't 2K Australia. You mean game. because they outsourced Aliens? Yeah, so I mean, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even, I don't think we have to, like, hide that. Uh, but yeah, so this is a really talented group of guys uh, and girls making this this game, and I mean, so far, the art in that trailer, I think, is really yeah, cool. Yeah. The tone what? they set in that trailer is really I agree. neat. Everything they say about the story uh, from the from the story uh, from the GI cover story about how it's kind of inspired by Game of Thrones is pretty cool. And so, I I actually really like what you brought up there, is because like to me, when I watched it, I, it looks really really interesting. Mm-hmm. I think most of the preconceptions about its sort of MOBA aspect are just being drawn from preconceived notions of what a MOBA should be to me. Yeah. So, I mean, like, if anyone can kind of meld these two genres together in a way that works, it's Gearbox. Yeah, Yeah, so I'm excited excited to see it. Yeah. Only nerds like me care about this, but uh, do we know what engine this game's running on? Because they've... Gearbox has been working in Unreal. Like, even Borderlands is built off of modified Unreal. Um, Do you think, Mitch, this is their own tech, or that they've they've licensed... uh, yeah, because they are all about owning their own IP and owning yes. their own stuff. So I wonder if they've just built something for this game. It's entirely possible. Have they ever built an engine before? I don't think so. No, because they they got their start the doing uh, Half Life expansion uh, packs. Unreal. They did Halo PC. Mm. They did Brothers uh, in Arms. Brothers in Ar- actually, and Brothers in Arms was an Unreal Engine yeah. game. So I mean, I have no. So yeah, they've always licensed stuff. Yeah, I was. I mean, I have no sort of expertise on that, but my my. Ventured guess would be no. It's not on a new engine. Yeah. Because I unless would, they're future. Or I mean, or themselves. let me yeah. clarify. Maybe it's not on an engine they're developing or have developed. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It would seem like it. I mean, the, I guess the easiest bet would be it's Unreal Engine Four. Yeah. Source Engine Two. <laughs> first ever Source Two game. <laughs> yeah. Gearbox. Hey, the first Unreal Engine Four game. Uh, well, not the I guess it was Daylight. Uh, that's true. It already yeah. came out. I was gonna say Fortnite. Gearbox made some Half Life games. Yeah. I know. I said that. Oh, well, I don't really listen to things. Let's listen to the Whoa. show, Mitch, as, it, as it's happening. Stop twiddling your ears. I'm trying to. I'm, trying to I'm, I'm doing some investigating about this engine. So, uh, <laughs> I'll be curious to see Battleborn, but the one criticism I will lay against it immediately is that is a horrifyingly generic name. Yeah, it's awful. I have no also, idea. We keep calling it Battlecry and uh, Bloodborne. Bloodborne. So Bloodborne and Battleblock Theater and <laughs> Battleborn, Battleborn Battle Theater, yeah. Battle Los Angeles. I, come Big on, Bad Scale Bound so is even like just on the cusp of yeah. being confusing yeah. for me. Dangan Rampa. Come on, guys. <laughs> Donkey Kong running. <laughs> Uh, so let's get to the let's get the sad news out of the way in the yeah. middle. That's that's what you do. You put the bat like in any three press conference, like what yeah, Sony yeah. did or Microsoft we did. Sneak I thought you, you sneak the crap in the middle. At the end of the you day. sneak sneak the tough stuff in the middle. Uh, some sad news oh, to report: <laughs> Airtight Games, a yes. studio I actually visited once. Yeah. Um, bunch of nice folks. They got their start with Dark Void, which yeah. is the game I went up there to see one time. They're up in Seattle, or were. Uh, Dark Void, then Kim Swift's game, Quantum Conundrum, mm-hmm. and most recently, of course, Murdered Soul Suspect, with just, which just came out very recently. We had that dude on up at noon. They yeah. have uh, sadly closed up shop. They are no more. Yeah. Fun fact about uh, Airtight Games, Aaron Lindy, who is writing Battleborn, worked at Airtight on a bunch of different stuff. Yeah, interesting. Including, like Soul Fjord, the Ouya game they did. He worked, yeah. I think he worked on hmm. Murdered a little bit. Sure you're not talking about Bloodborne? I don't even know anymore. Should you not talk about Earthbound? Battle, battle Bloods, <laughs> Blood Bros. That's unfortunate to hear. It's always really sad when a developer yeah. goes under. And uh, you have a note here. This is just another example of the middle tier being 
slowly usher. You can take credit for it. You don't have to say it was yeah. off the sheet. You can just <laughs> pretend like. I don't you... want to. What if you get really angry and like stop ref- talking to me? Marty, stop jacking my S. <laughs> I was J in his S. J uh, in his S. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just uh, many examples. You know that. THQ. I feel like every time we keep having to write these these layoff stories, and it's a super bummer. But yeah. uh, it's it, it seemingly more and more it's AAA insane budgets, and then indie games. Yeah. Even so, uh, Mitch, we didn't we didn't cover this. Uh, there's the the rumor that the Homefront Two folks at Crytek yeah. UK have stopped working because yeah. they're not getting paid amidst this whole Crytek situation. Uh, does that game ever coming out? Uh, maybe because they're working on Crytek's also working on that MOBA Arena Fate. Totally different team. Oh, it is. Yeah, that's the. I think that's Germany. No, no. Oh, yeah, that's Germany, and then also the Texas team that they got when they they the grabbed the Dark Siders guys. guys. Yeah, yeah they're X- doing. Oh, what the hell is it called? The like third person shooter. Darkborn. Nope. Probably. <laughs> uh, Hunt. Battleborn. Oh yeah, the four-player cooperative. I'm gonna keep times. going back to this. it was near <laughs> dead kind of whatever. It was near a booth at E3. Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. the game seems fine, whatever. But like, the Dark Soul, Dark Siders. Wait, which team was the, the Rise team? Germany, Germany, Deutschland. Yeah, with the uh, middle class of gaming continuing continuing to fall out. Uh, obviously, like I don't have great insight onto industry trends and stuff. But is this something that can even be addressed? If so, maybe how? Like. Are middle are the quote middle class of games simply forced to put their games out at a lower price point? Is that how I think we address it? To make more games for less more often. Yeah, because it seems like you know when we talk about the middle class just as a term, like it's you know the larger amount of people who make a middle amount of money. Mm-hmm. But the key term there is like a middle amount of money, right? Like it seems like these part of the reason these sort of uh, sort of middle of the road, and I don't mean in terms of quality developers seem to be falling out is because they're making games for a triple a budget sixty dollar yeah. audience but aren't getting sales that equate that or justify right. it from a business standpoint so does that mean just you make your you make that game but you adjust your sort of projections to account for a thirty dollar price yeah. point as opposed to a sixty um like where do you kind of make that I mean, compromise it's hard to tell where to make that compromise but it seems like there's this almost rising from the bottom that uh i think it was steve gainer gave a talk at gdc where he or I don't know what man behind the Gone guy who home. did Gone man home, behind yes. Gone home, yeah, and he said sort a of phenomenal how, game, yeah, an incredible game. Come to Xbox, fun fact. Hell uh, yeah. yes, down uh, for that. Is that ever courtesy of Casey Lynch yeah, at Midnight right. Games? Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna say Oli Oli Oli. Oh wait, Midnight um, City. There you go. But uh, he was talking about how there's this almost like even divide in the indie space where you know teams like uh, like the the Chinese room which made Dear Esther, this super small super indie mod, all of a sudden is now making everybody's gone to the rapture. And that's be, they're partnered with Sony Santa Monica, hmm. and then huh. like the you know the handful of people who made Bastion then made Transistor, which was on stage at a Sony press conference. So it's almost like they're you start off as indie, and then you get this kind of hot air balloon that brings you yeah. up a little bit to where your resources are sure. bigger and the scope of your games are bigger. And so that to me is almost one of the things taking the place of the mid tier. It's. I equate it to kind of like the movie business where like smaller independent filmmakers have to cut their teeth doing really like low budget stuff, shoestring mm-hmm. budget stuff. But once they prove that they can do it on that budget, there's a lot of interest in sort of giving them the opportunities to make bigger movies. Yeah. There seems to be the same case with indie developers. You see, you know, uh, people like the guys who did Journey, that game company yeah. have like a three game deal with Sony, yeah, like yeah. bigger sort and of each publishers. Each gets bigger and bigger. Giant as it goes Sparrow on. has exactly. that right now. Yeah. 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 And... But they, you know, initially had to kind of cut their teeth doing something low budget. 
I guess what I'm saying is for, you know, is that just it? Does it work uh, the uh, the other way of the road? Like, is it a two way road? Do yeah. you, if you're a bigger developer who hasn't maybe hit their sales targets for the past couple of titles, do you have to scale back a little bit? Yeah, because like it can't be the answer that they just shut their doors all the time, right? Sure, like sure. that's not the answer. Yeah, and we all well, is it though? I mean, that seems to be what the big publishers think. Oh, we had um, expectations of ten million for this. You only sold sold four. You're done, and then they have to disband. Uh, scatter to the wind and then start up Reform little indies and start back yeah. over. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you guys tell me, right? Like, I to me that doesn't seem like the best way of running things. Like we, you but know, when have when have executives at companies sure. ever known the best way of running things? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we, I was uh, going to talk about Crystal Dynamics with Tomb Raider, right? Like when that game came out, it was critically acclaimed and it sold really well, but shorted their sales targets considerably because right? their like, publisher had asinine sales projections for that game. Five right. million. No. Yeah, and. That you know, by all other accounts, was a great success. Absolutely, for them, and they still had to lay people off because yeah. that's you know. And, and then eventually, terrible. they did hit that mark. I mean, obviously, the game came to current gen cons or next gen. I guess. Yeah. I guess my answer would be like, I don't think that's the way it should be run because you still, even in that sort of middle tier of games, have the opportunity of creating a great game at a, like a thirty dollar or fifteen dollar price point. Like we shouldn't see, or publishers shouldn't be so quick to axe developers that are going to work in that space if it means kind of closing down studios as yeah. well. Yeah, it's uh, I I think it's a little. I think as we go more and more digital on the console side, the rise, the, the middle class could come back because you know, with in in the retail dominated console space, it's all about marketing. You know, Call of Duty spends hundreds of millions of dollars to market their game every year, and. You know, and a, it shows in their sales. And a murdered soul suspect can't like advertise. Comes during on the up N- at noon. Yeah, yeah, they can't advertise during the NBA playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> they, got, they come to Jan. Jesus, <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> but uh. but yeah, you know, as as retail fades uh, fades away eventually, uh, then yeah, maybe with just more pe- more and more people buying their games through the consoles themselves and those the xbox store or the playstation store and reading about stuff on ign where a murdered soul suspect if it's good can get equal time to a call of duty then yeah maybe the maybe the middle class can return but yeah i think you do make a good point sean about the price points are are definitely a huge factor if only mm-hmm. there was a ghost detective that could solve this mystery mm-hmm. solve his own <laughs> mystery <laughs> Yeah, it's it seems like it should be a two-way road, right? Like yeah. you have indies making good indies and they're making bigger games as a result. Like if you have big companies that maybe can't quite cut it in the AAA space that you have to scale it back a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Sean Finnegan, you're a major film buff. I would say I know that, that for that a is fact. True. Yes. <laughs> Alien Isolation, you psyched about this? Talk to us. I am really actually uh I had no eyes on this game until you guys all did the is a uh, alien isolation scary or yeah. whatever that video was mm-hmm. which was killer and man that the tone of that is very very close to the tone of ridley scott's yeah. alien which a lot of people actually aren't so familiar with like in terms of the difference between alien and aliens which Even is like completely different genres yeah like yeah. well that's yeah. the thing is Jim, a lot of people don't really recognize that is like J- jim cameron's is very much a very like sci-fi action, action. horror yeah. you know uh whereas the first Alien was very much like it's thriller and drama. horror. Yeah. yeah, like it's much more suspenseful than yeah. Jim Cameron's was. But man, does that game nail the tone of that? So, like, yeah. are you psyched for this? Uh, let's talk about this. There is a pre-order bonus going on if you pre-order the game. Love those. There, uh, yeah, <laughs> you get a uh, 
DLC that includes that lets you play a scene from the original movie. Two scenes. Two scenes, Two scenes on the Nostromo. Well, with the original with cast. The original yes. cast. Sigourney yes. Weaver is signed on. All the all the Love players that. are signed on. Dallas. Everyone but Lance Hendrickson and John Hurt. <laughs> Wait, wasn't Lance Hendrickson in every other Colonial Alien game? Marines? Yes. Yeah. He's been in a few. Maybe Telltale's doing a Millennium game that we don't know about, and that's. Did you guys not watch Millennium? The like the X Files yeah, yeah, show, yeah. Chris Carter show, Cricket, yeah. Cricket, wow. Cricket. No, the Lance Hendrickson. I don't even know what you're talking about. You Marty know. and I are on the same wavelength right now. But yeah, so one of these. Uh, I, that's super awesome. Like yeah. the original cast of that is what made that movie super yeah. cool. Like, Absolutely, it would, be, it would be great to kind of have yeah. those dialogues. One of these stuff, two. Right? Is a GameStop exclusive? Ugh. Anybody need a bucket to vomit in? Can GameStop <sighs> just go away? They're gonna go away soon. Uh, yeah, it's a bummer. But like you have here, this is not my own thought. This is another note. <laughs> another um, another paper fact. Just take credit for it. Uh, if we were betting men, this will most likely be available as paid DLC. Yeah, this will be a five dollar mission that you buy. Yeah, they're not gonna invest the time to create this, only to lock it away from. <laughs> A huge chunk yeah. of their yeah, I was gonna say, base. How extensive is this? Do we know if it's like a single mission or if it's like a you know it's a two. two hour? It's two missions. Sure. We don't know how many. You know how awesome it would be whatever. if you're playing through scenes in the movie and if you turn a little too much, you just see the crew there. Like you see, <laughs> like, you see like Ridley Scott with a cut. 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 You looked at the camera. You burned the camera. <laughs> you burned the camera. Yeah, that would be hilarious. So That'd good. Some that David I would pay Cage for. Garbage. Yeah, that yeah. I would be okay with being exclusive. Yeah. I, I want to play your DLC. I want to play that game. I don't know if it's like an alien, alien game or the whatever. The movie, the game. <laughs> a game where you can't look at the crew that's filming. Peter Jackson's King Kong, the movie, the game. Uh, <laughs> if you get, if you like hit the dinosaur at a wrong angle, everyone realizes it's CG. And you're like, cut, cut. Like your hand just went through him. You just poked Andy Circus in the eye. The girl with the puppet arm just gets like stuck on something. Cut. That's a Peter Molyneux game. God damn it! Get Stan Winston yeah. in here. <laughs> uh, that so would be yeah. amazing. Uh, it, I mean, this is kind of. I think this is one yet one more step towards this game. Like it's yet another way it's distancing itself from yeah. from the more recent Aliens games. Rightfully so. Uh, to yeah. say, hey, we're a legit Alien game. We care about the yeah. the original film. I mean, from literally the second I saw this game, as in when that first trailer appeared and the logo, the Sega logo, January, the Creative yeah. Assembly, is that it them? was like in green and, and it well, looked and, like and that. And a CRT. Yeah, yeah, CRT was that like oh late 70s, early God. 80s ver- vision of the future. It was so good. I was like, I haven't even seen anything from the game yet. You, you've already nailed it. <laughs> you've already won me <laughs> over. Yeah. That was the thing that really stood out to me about that whole thing is just the tone is so clear. Yeah. And I mean, for a movie that's all about tone, yeah. that's quite an achievement. I've also now spent about an hour and a half playing that game. The I played half an hour in the scene that we did for the How Scary is Alien oh, Isolation, right. mm-hmm. which was so tough I actually didn't finish. I didn't, I didn't get through. I kept dying. And then I played – actually, no, I played more. And then I played an hour of campaign for uh, my E3 write-up. And then I played another half hour in at, at E3 for uh, – they have a challenge mode, hmm. which is meant to be played after you finish the game and know what you're doing, where it's just you have goals and you're supposed to like get from point A to point B and survive, and I couldn't do that either. Uh, so it's hard. the game's hard, but I love it. I love every minute I play You say hard. It. I say cheap and has broken AI. Punishing? <laughs> that, you said that about I was perfectly fine with man, that. Man, I cannot stand the way that alien works. you got to hide in lockers more. I know. Well, and so... Several of us were playing it, Mitch. Yeah. Uh, the the, the uh, main the campaign new, content, the new stuff, and it's like so. Tal was one of them, our our, yeah. our VP of editorial, and he actually was using uh, 
item crafting, because there's a crafting system in the game, to then basically turn the other people that are around into bait. Love that. So That's really good. It's, the AI isn't broken. You just have to think a little harder. To be fair, I played a very, very, very early version of that game. At which, yeah, at probably at that point, it was maybe dialed up too much. And you had, both, that actually, and you had both hands like this. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah. cover my eyeballs. Because that stuff, that does happen during the course of development where AI tends to, in, in games I've seen in my <laughs> years of covering this don't business. Uh, yeah, don't get us sick either. I choke. <laughs> Games, the AI tends to start out really hard, and then they tune it down as the project goes yeah. on to try and find the, the balance point. Oh, God. What was it? Uh, uh, Wolfenstein last year at E3. Oh, it was God. Like the hardest demo I ever yeah, played. That I was rough. The guys, I'm like, I just literally can't get through this. And now I play through the game just fine. So, huh. I don't know. Maybe I got better at games than last year. Maybe. Mitch, anything else happening? Uh, two video games are being sent to die this fall. Yeah! October is the busiest, dumbest month of all time. Pretty much. Dragon Age, Drive Club, uh, Shadow of Mordor, Alien Isolation, Evolve. Evolve. No. Yep. Project. Uh, Evolve. Evolve. Yeah. Evolve. October Evolve 21st. Evolve is October. Yeah. Sunset Overdrive is October. Yep. Sunset. Assassin's Creed is October. Both basketball line. games are October. Smash Brothers is October. Bayonetta is October. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Make it stop. Well, good news, Marty, because uh, Bandai Namco is bringing you Lords of the Fallen on October something. 28th. 28th. Following that, uh, nope, sorry, before that, on October 7th, Project Spark is launching on uh, Xbox One. Yeah, real launch. Yeah, same day as Dragon Age, Mordor, and Alien. Is that right? Yeah. Oh. Uh, October 7th is the worst day. Like, by far the worst day. All those are the worst day. I Uh, still don't know what Project Spark is, and I even, like, went and saw it. Creation game. (coughs) But what's the game in that? It's XNA, the game. I've yeah. played it, hmm. and I, I say that with neither good or bad. Just no, like it, that's what that it is. is. Yeah, you make a game, and the game is mediocre, and you and then co- you code it to like, if this, then this. Yeah, like, I mean, so the, the if, making of the game stuff is kind of cool to me. As somebody yeah. who's like fascinated by game design, like, oh, I need to code my AI using visual language to right. say like, exactly. if he gets hit, he needs to react like this instead of standing there like an idiot. That stuff is cool. Uh, the games you can make, as far as I've seen, are like really generic combat. Like melee combat, dumb garbage games. Right. Uh, So both of those games are totally doomed. Oh, 100%. Lords of the Fallen will sell one copy. Toast. I bet Lords of the Fallen to me. Lords of the Fallen is going to be forty dollars. I would not buy that. Nobody knows what it is though, and that's huge. So it's in October. That is a blatant Dark Souls ripoff. That okay. Namkai band, or again, Bando Nam, Bando, Bando Banjo Kazooie is publishing. <laughs> Marty <laughs> would buy all the copies if Banjo Kazooie were published. Published by Lando Calrissian. That's my favorite. Halfway game through the time. game, the game just deletes your save. It's like, sorry, it's just business. <laughs> <laughs> is that what Adam McLando has that line? Uh, uh, this deal keeps changing all the time. It's getting worse all the time. It's getting worse all the time. There's a little higher. <laughs> I was too close. We've got to buy more time. <laughs> Hand may have Get me out of here, Sean. <laughs> Hello, what have we here? So what's the deal with October? Why is that a huge release? I am doing it, That's all I got. That's all of them. All those things, all those games we just mentioned. <laughs> I know, but is this like a trend? Like, is October generally a big drop for big so games? It or seems like... like, and I think we've I always thought November this. was the month. It Am seems like more and more people. I mean, because in November you've got COD, Call of Duty, mm-hmm. and Halo. Mm. So you probably don't want to go. And you're gonna have Far Cry. You probably don't want to go near those. <laughs> Didn't even try. <laughs> Did 
That just I that's, poisoned RJ. Did you poison happened. us? <laughs> it just happened. <laughs> um, yeah, this October. I mean, usually October is busy. That's the busy month. Yeah. This year is insane. Also, given the fact that aside from Destiny, September is very well. That's sparse. the thing. I don't know if we've covered it on the show or if it was just inner office talk, but it seems like everybody is getting out of Destiny's way. I think we covered yeah. this on last week's show. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's it might be it, but it's like. God, just try yeah, to get October your game is Yeah, I mean, if you're trying to avoid a Call of Duty and Halo and Destiny, where else do you go? Well, October. In the middle. Hmm. Spring 2015. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I mean, I guess all Seriously. those games aside from Assassin's Creed are sort of... We don't know how they're going to sell. Like, no. we don't know how Evolve and Mordor that's are going to sell. That like, is true. They look an alien. They all look really cool, but like, yeah, that's you know yeah, who saw the writing on the true. wall well ahead of everybody else? Batman, CD Project Red, and Batman. Yeah, that'd be Witcher. Like, and Bat- yeah, yeah. Nope. Get us out of here. Even if the game's ready, it's like, nah, get just, us out of here, Chewie. Get us out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's is my that name. <laughs> you get me, Marty. <laughs> uh, finally, this week. This one's for me. For all of you fans of it's racist like, video games. It's, <laughs> what? Oh, you just you just really painted me into a <laughs> tough place right you there. Said that <laughs> <so true. laughs> no, uh, go on. Shadow Warrior was a was a '90s game built made off the build engine by the you know which was the Duke Nukem 3D engine made by the Duke Nukem folks 3D Realms. And it was a Duke Nukem clone, you know, funny quippy protagonist who said some. Stuff that's maybe off- offensive to Asian people. <laughs> Wait, who's Asian? Why are we all looking at Sean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, they uh, there was a new developer. I don't recall their name. I don't. Uh, but Flying they, Wild Hog. Thank you. They did actually a phenomenal. They did reboot. Hard Reset. Hard Reset was awesome. Phenomenal reboot of that game last year on PC. It's to- it totally retains the the non racist soul, non racist <laughs> spirit of the original. <laughs> <laughs> Quippy, like great, yeah. gory, over-the-top action. Really, really good first-person shooter. Uh, I only p- spent a couple minutes with it on PC, so I'm actually thrilled. It's coming to Xbox One and PS4 this fall. Hopefully, that means not October. Yeah, that'd be great. But uh, I expect this to not be sixty dollars. So it's it's forty on Steam and yeah. fifty for special edition. And Steam won't actually tell me what's in the special edition. It just says add to cart. So. Pro- hopefully it's a forty dollars oh, no, 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 game sorry. on the console. Special edition includes Shadow Warrior, Serious Sam Three, Sledgehammer, Hotline Miami, Katana, in-game weapons, Shadow well, Warrior art book, and the mm-hmm. Shadow Warrior soundtrack. So things that no, don't two matter. garbage things you could get in-game. And For some reason, I thought they said it was forty dollars. I might be lying though. Although according to Joystick, Shadow Warrior slices and dices its way on the next gen <sighs> platforms as well. What's is is Need for Speed gonna race on the shelves next fall? I hope so. Is that game? Oh no, that's not. Is MLB the Show Fifteen a home run? Um, God. Oh, no, there's no price. Yeah, is, I hope you bring So I'm is, a big fan of this. Is Minecraft going to dig its way to a millions of units sold? <laughs> Chuck Osborne, everybody. <laughs> you see that? Chuck Osborne. No, anyway, uh, oh, that's good. for you like fellow first-person shooter fans on Xbox, which we were you know talking about earlier, uh, all, the, all the shooter fans like me, uh, Shadow Warrior is actually totally rad, and you will mm-hmm. have a great... It's a big, dumb, turbo-violent yeah, game where you it'll cut dudes with a It'll make you happy yeah. to play yeah. it. It's fun. There's a Sold. lot of shooters coming out this fall, though. I'll say. Yeah, yeah, buddy. I guess none of them are big, dumb, like, like, this is a good big, dumb one. Destiny. Yeah. Evolve. Yeah. Halo Master Chief yep. Collection, which is, like, 16 games. Only Call of Duty, Battlefield. Call of Duty, Battlefield. I threw up a little bit. And those are all, like, ludicrously AAA, mega budget. Mm. Is 
last gen, but pre-sequels yeah. coming Yeah, out. did they say when? Did they give a release date for that yet? Pre-sequel? Yeah. I think it's also October. Oh, God. So, yeah, that's nuts. So you guys have your work cut out for me. What are the chances that one of these games we've been screaming about for the past 15 minutes could still delay till next year? I've been saying for months that Dragon Age is 2015. Okay. I think one of these games that we've been talking about has to be 2015. We're getting to the witching hour, but The question is, you know, it'll... What does the publisher do, right? Like, so look at EA. If they delay Dragon Age, their only other major fourth quarter game... I guess, no, there are two. There's The Sims 4, right? And sell. Battlefield. Yeah, Battlefield so, too. Right? I mean, that's not but um, that nobody NBA Live was trash, oh, yeah. and it, yeah. that's not going to make them any money. So my guess was NHL is probably October seventh as well. It's September. Given NHL September. is September. Given every that year. both Evolve yeah. and the pre-sequel were two K, my guess was one of them. Hmm. Which I don't know. I don't I feel know. Like, can you move the pre-sequel anymore? And then can you set in twenty fifteen? Can you sell a three sixteen PS three only game? Maybe Evolve. Yeah, I don't know. Nah, I don't think Evolve's moving. Like they're they're going for it. I when we saw game. Evolved, it was it looked, finished. I mean, yeah, yeah, it looked, it it looked finished, well. Yeah. Yeah. On PC. That's true. We haven't seen, <laughs> we haven't seen the console <laughs> versions yet. It may be running a, like a slideshow on the consoles, for all we know. It's a turn-based game on consoles. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm going to go. It's Hitman Go. Except oh, that'd be awesome. Uh, correction, Hitmango. New <laughs> Hitmango. levels came out, by the way. What? New levels came yeah, out, by the way. Played them, done, and you love it. They're really good. So good. That blood money stuff Adds is so the, hard. Uh, you can be in disguise until you make your first kill. Oh, my God. And there are moving walkways because you're in an airport where you yes! can slide down oh, and kill people. Oh, that game is so good. Their new game sounds so dumb. I love moving walkways. Yet? No, I haven't. I Dude. love moving walkways. <laughs> I was about to tell you. Fun fact. One of my favorite <laughs> hobbies is to walk on them. you got to remember... Sean's a camera, he's a video guy on our team, and so when we go on trips like to Bungie, he <laughs> has to carry all shot. the crap. Yeah. I he love has to carry walkways. all the camera gear. Any less energy that I can expend to achieve a greater distance. Yeah. I Sean's favorite shot in cinema history is when Edward Norton <laughs> on the walkway in Fight Club drifts by Brad Pitt. Yeah. Just because it's on a <laughs> or walkway. Or it's like The Graduate where it's just him on the moving walkway like for like 10 <laughs> minutes just going like in one direction. Sean's oh, favorite man. movie is The Terminal. Yeah. <laughs> Where Tom Hanks is on a moving walkway the whole yeah. movie. He lives on a, he's like, <laughs> a moving walkway. Yeah. Uh, Mitch, anything yeah. we can spend our money on? Marketplace report. Uh, so according to this highly accurate document, retail, <laughs> no video games. XBLA, rip. Uh, on the Xbox Live Marketplace, though, the July update is coming, which means you can snap achievements instead you of You probably have it already if you've turned on your machine. Yeah, it's, it's rolling out now. It's probably rolled out entirely. Lots of people got uh, preview notifications. Uh, you can snap achievements instead of telling your Xbox to, what was it, show details Go to achievements. or whatever. Yeah, <clears throat> when you got one. Uh, oh, yeah, I heard about this, but I didn't actually read it. So the Xbox 360 Ultimate Game Sale is happening with... Updates every day. New games. Yeah, there, there's actually some super good deals day. going on. Because uh, I don't have enough games on the 360 that I haven't <laughs> Seriously, played. Yeah, yeah. So if you want discount games, MajorNelson.com. Major Nelson is going to hook you up. Uh, he's the number two Xbox podcast in the world. Thanks, Larry. Ooh, he's going to hook you up with that Sick. info, though, before we can. <laughs> number sure. two Xbox podcast, but number one in deals. Yeah, number one deals for sure. Uh, you can get Guacamelee Super Turbo Championship Edition on Xbox One for free like I did. That game that is game such of a good video game. Rules. So you, should I get that if I already bought it for Vita? Did you play it? Not yet. Do you have yeah. a, It's so beautiful Xbox on one? the big screen. I have an Xbox One, yeah. Do you yeah. have Xbox Live Gold? Yeah. It's, free. Oh, it's free. Then download it Just download free. it. Even if you never play it, you have it yeah. just like you Boom. do on your Vita. 
Uh, all you have to do is initiate the download. It is yours forever, just like Gotham Imposter, Gotham City Imposters on Xbox 360 and Max, The Curse of Brotherhood, as well as Battleblock Theater, which replaces Gotham on, on next July 16th. Week. Yeah. So get on it now. Get on Imposters now if you want that. Because uh, it is the limited. question I would have about that game. Seriously, even with it being free, is, is there anyone online? It? Yeah, yeah. I doubt it. You need online people. To... I mean, there probably will be now. Wait for which game? Gotham, Gotham City Imposters. Oh, right. If you play it right now, there's probably a decent number of people because it's free. So if you were ever curious about it, there's no time like the present to mess no. around with it for like a month, and then people will quit forever because uh, October's coming. <laughs> October, October is coming. Is coming. <laughs> All right, we'll come right back and do the unlock block. We got a next. We got a uh, fresh. Fresh face here to test out. Sean Finnegan. Yeah, I don't even know what the unlock block is. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I'll be I right back. Wait. Sorry, hit each other with bricks. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> unlock block. Can you take on the challenge? Yeah! All right, time for the unlock block. A little trivia action mm-hmm. for my boys here. Our winner this week is none other none other than Nico De Filippo, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. That might be racist now. You guys might We say it to Brian Altano, so it's fine. I'm going to tell you That makes it okay. He is from Stoneham, Massachusetts. Probably Stoneham. Stoneham, most likely. Stoneham. That's what you ate in Joe and Mac in order to regain health. What? Stones huh? or Stonehams? Oh. That was a caveman game. Ugh, I'm at the That's point what the pig version of Stonehenge is called. Stoneham. Stoneham. Oh, oh Christ. Oh no. <laughs> oh, look at that. It's killed. He's drunk with power. Uh, also, he gets a super. Uh, uh, oh, man. I didn't even mean to say super, but he gets a, a special prize he this week. He gets a super prize. Yeah, I emailed him and asked him if he would like. We uh, uh, So, Irish listener Adrian Brennan kindly donated a copy of Super Time Force hey. for Xbox One, good which good is man. super nice of you. Good man, Adrian. It's a good world. game. Super Time Force, Super Nice Force. Ah, uh, uh, Super Adrian. Time Prize, Super, <laughs> Super Buca de Beppo, <laughs> Super de Beppo. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> why are we alive? So, Nico, thank you uh, for sending in your question. You have won possibly the copy of Super Time Force if you want it. Mm-hmm. If not, we'll just <laughs> mail you something. So, Nico asks this of you, gentlemen. What was the month and year that Xbox Live first launched? Xbox Live. Was it October 2002, December 01, November 02, or November 01? Anybody remember? I do not remember. I'll give you the date. I could venture a guess, though. Yeah, I have a vague idea. Uh, I remember when you first started here, one of the very first videos that I shot with you had to do with you were given uh, an anniversary console for the 10-year. Oh, yeah. So Collusion. so, and that was no, 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 no. Going on we were right now. It, oh, we, oh, a reader gave it to us and we sent it back. Yeah, that's right. We yeah. asked someone to send one to yeah. us because it was only sent out to like eight dudes. Yeah, right. So I guess I wasn't exactly clear on it, but we had one and we shot a yes. video. Uh, and that would have been two years ago, and that was the ten year anniversary. So I'm going to go ahead and say November 2002 is my guess. Okay, Marty. I was going to go with 2002. I was going to say November, but I'll just go October just to be different. So I'm going to go October 2002. What a poser. Clearly don't uh, feel confident. You're not just going... at all. No, I don't remember anything. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not sure either, but I'm. this is all extrapolation. Yeah, I Mitchell? Uh, yeah, it was definitely 2002. I was also going to say November, but then Marty took my backup plan. So now I'm going to say it was uh, 
tw- pick one of the nonsense 2010, ones. 2010 was the year. No, I think it was, I think it was November 20, uh, 2002 as well. One year after right. uh, Xbox launched. Marty had to be different, and as a result, he is our loser! Oh! Woo! Yes, yes, I just yeah. fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the segment's gone violent! Uh, November 15th, 2002, the one year to the day anniversary of the system launching, so. they launched Xbox Live. Hmm. Microsoft likes to stick to days. They love that anniversary. So they had those two, and then, of course, we had November 22nd, 2005 was 360, November 22nd, 2013 was Xbox One. Hmm. Why can't they release stuff in March? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. What's wrong with March? So, excellent job by Nico. He's won himself a prize, possibly Super Time Force, if he's got an Xbox One. And if not, we'll send him something. If you want to get sent something by us... Whoa. <clears throat> not don't worry, any, it's cool. Not an STD. Don't worry. Oh, good. Whoa. <laughs> that was the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Anthrax. Yeah. Uh... Send your Xbox-related trivia question, include four multiple-choice answers, note the correct one, and I'll need your shipping address. And you send that where, Mitch? Unlocked at IGN.com. I almost did it again. It almost Almost. came back with a vengeance. Uh, It is not podcast at IGN.com. It is unlocked at IGN.com. Very good. And so we bid you adieu here at the end of the... quite long episode of uh, this show, episode 153. A lot of uh, Star Wars rambling it happened. took place. It happened. The spirit of, of William D. Williams <laughs> came and inhabited us. Billy D. Williams. His, his Christian name is William. There you go. Fact. 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 His, his cameo in the Lego movie is amazing. It's really good. So yeah. good. Amazing. The Lego movie. As a whole. Just on a really side good. note, if you haven't seen that movie, it's the best, you need mo- to it's the best it. film it's of really the year. Good. It should win the Oscar for Best Picture, and no, I'm not joking at all. <laughs> Not in any way, shape, or form. You're on a joking. Lego movie rampage. You're out of control. <laughs> hey, I appreciate good cinema when I see it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Do so we get to plug things? Yeah, uh, I'll start real quick by plugging. Oh, also, you're all wrong. Wolf Among Us came out this week. Oh, yeah. Marketplace Report is oh, wrong. Oh, yeah. yeah isn't dead. <laughs> Welcome back to life. Uh, uh, so, Wolf this Among is, Us is awesome. This is Major Nelson's fault because I get the arcade releases from his site. Yeah. He didn't post it. Great job, you fake. Um, yeah so we'll segue to that Wolf Among Us is out uh, as we are recording this now on Wednesday Uh, episode 5 Cry Wolf is out the season is done Uh, it's incredible it is very good look for our spoiler cast yeah so tomorrow read Marty's review yeah so the review is up there yeah do not the game is just really good. If you haven't read the review yet, don't read it. Just play the game. Uh, but, uh, click on it, but don't read it. Click, Stay on, away. Yeah, click on it. Let the video play in the background. Like, let your cat Give watch it. Give us the hit. Give us the hit. Let, like, play it a few <laughs> times. Like, subscribe. Uh, Share with your friends. Yeah. Post it on Facebook. Comment, message, us comments on, below. message us on Jive. Uh, <laughs> but, no, tomorrow uh, uh, Ryan, Mitch, and I are going to record a spoiler, a video and audio. I don't know how spoiler casts work. But we're going to be in this room recording. Film. Okay. There's a camera. There's going to be a camera. We're going to do a spoiler cast. Uh, Wait, it's in here? What happened to spoiler cast in the studio? No. Nope. Too Not much budget. Man hours. Wait, it's in here? Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> we said nine VPHs in a room sitting I did a spoiler cast yep. once in the studio, but I think it was because Steve Gaynor was in there. Uh, we had a guest. We don't have guests this time. Oh, okay. That was a great one. We could probably get like Job or someone. Uh, but yeah, so we're going to do a spoiler cast yeah. tomorrow. It should be up on Friday. Yes. Whatever. Yes. It will be up Friday. But real quick, Marty, tell me, where does, where does The Wolf Among Us as a season rank for you in terms of Anything Telltale's ever done, as far as, so this goes back to Sam and Max, 
which yep. were there a couple seasons of. This goes there was they did a Monkey Island season, yeah, Monkey Island. Back to the back Future, to the Jurassic Park. Yeah, well, uh, we're on season two of Walking Dead. Yeah. Where this does is, this it's rank? It's no for you? Jurassic Park. It's no. Yeah, you know, it's. Uh, it might be my single favorite episode they've ever done, and the season up there is up there to me with, with the uh, first season of The Walking Dead. That's really good to hear. Yeah. I I was gonna say I have a pretty controversial opinion on this. Like I've only played the first episode of Wolf Among Us, and already based on the strength of that, I thought it was better than the first season of Walking Dead. Whoa! Yeah. Well, that's actually Suck at Clementine. I, I felt like large. I love The Walking Dead season one. Yeah, yeah. I but felt, I just like the art they style tried to, better. And we'll talk about this on the spoiler cast. But yeah. they tried to accomplish very different things. They're yeah. very different products. Yeah. But man, <clears throat> the first episode is so good. Yeah, like Walking Dead season one. Like I really like the storytelling and the character development and all of the really sort of nuts and bolts of it. But like I'm a big art guy because I'm a cinematographer, and so like to see that ported over in guys, something a little bit more. You know, noiry and pulpy, yeah, yeah. but very yeah. colorful. Like yeah. it resonated better with yep. me. Definitely, it felt like that sort of '80s James Cameron. Yeah, totally. Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. I agree, yeah. Marty. It's, uh, it's. I don't know if I. I don't think I could quite say I like it more than Walking uh, Walking it's Dead tough. season one, yeah. but it's like right there yeah. for sort of different reasons. And there's so much to talk about after the fifth episode, just in terms of the fifth episode itself, and then what it means for the rest of the series. Uh, and so, yeah, we'll do that all. Excellent. Uh, all right, good plug. Yeah, it was a good one. We did it. Saved us, Mitch. Subscribe to YouTube.com/slash/IGNArena. That is our MOBA channel. Uh, even if you don't think you care about MOBAs, you should check out this week's episode of IGN Arena. We talk about esports and Battleborn and why you might care about the International Four, which is the big Dota Two tournament going on right now. Even if you don't know that you do. Sean Finnegan. Anything you've shot that you're proud of that we should be checking out on on IGN? Yeah, Game of the Month video. For yeah. this month for June. I mean, not this month. This month is July, but it was for June. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's Shovel Knight. Uh, awesome, I don't think man. any surprises yeah. there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a pretty cool video. It's up on the site right now. And we're on. Uh, where can we go on Twitter to challenge you to games of Halo? Oh, that you can follow me uh, at I M Finnegan, the letters I M, not F I N N E G A N, correct? That is correct, yes. <clears throat> And you can hunt me down at DMC underscore Ryan. Just plug in uh, IGN first. That's been the project I've been working on mm -hmm. largely with Marty's help. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, so we've got, like I said, we've just got stuff all month. Pretty much every weekday we have something new and something different and what awesome. What day of the week does the beta – will we be able to talk about the beta next week? We're going to talk about it on Wednesday. So we can talk about it on next week's show, cool. which some people will hear before – the well – Xbox fans will hear before the beta yeah. goes up. Cool. So, uh, yeah. Next yeah hopefully that's beta so scoops. Yeah. 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 So next Wednesday is Marty's beta preview mm -hmm. right up, as well as our big live stream with Bungie, where we're going to show off of the beta for a couple hours. Boom. Nice. Good times. And at McBiggity2G's yeah. 2Ts for my man Marty Sleva, Mitchie D, Hi. at Mitchie D. Boom. Dancing. Hammer dropped. Dancing with that Lando. He's Lancing. That's what Lando does when he dances. Well, he's capturing a flag right now in Destiny. Am I? Yeah. Well, that's what we were doing. Oh, you remember? dance. That's right. When oh. you, you're just on the control point and just like press down on the D-pad yeah. and start. Woo, what, what? Yeah. I love that killer feature. Yeah. You should get. You should capture the flag faster if you're doing that. If you dance or capture the, the point. Home. Yeah, because you know you're you're, you're risking your yourself. Gun away. Yeah, your gun is down. I should get. There should be design. an animation editor that you can edit your own dance. 
like I just hip thrust everything. It would be like uh, Big V's dance and that glitch. <laughs> the, uh, the, yeah, so have good. you seen the Wolf Among Us glitch? No, it's I need the, to see it that. It is the animation from the when stripper. Narissa yeah. was in the bar stripping, and Georgie's watching her, and she's like uncomfortable and stripping. Yeah. And it's the part where she is like grabbing the pole, facing it, and then thrusting toward it. <laughs> But the, there's a bug where it applied to Bigby. Oh, no. Oh, so he's, man. like, wounded, and he's got bandages, and then he's like, <laughs> suddenly he just, like, reaches out and grabs the and, and, and he starts, like, <laughs> thrusting the air. It's, like, it's, it's like, amazing. Yeah, it's, like, uh, Snow White and, like, Toad are, like, saying something, and he's just, like, hip-thrusting nothing. You have to it's show so me this good. as yeah. soon as yeah. we yeah. press really stop good. on yeah. the record. All right. Uh, let's get out of here. As we said earlier, you can find the show... On iTunes, that's where most folks get it. Search Podcast Unlocked and click this, and you can just subscribe from there. Uh, also, Xbox Music, or this, of course, the show gets posted on IGN.com each and every Wednesday for Marty Sleva, mm-hmm. Mitch Dyer, and the uh, awesome guest, our, our yeah. fill in, our, our new Destin. Sorry, Destin, you've been ejected from Nude the show. New Destin. Thanks for having me. Sean Finnegan, thank you guys very much. This was Podcast Unlocked, episode 153, and we'll see you guys next week. Goodbye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.